It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. <laughs> Uh, hello, everybody. On a uh, Tuesday, it is the Patrick Johnson Show here with you. Uh, our first Houston huddle of 2023 will uh, be taking place this hour uh, for the last uh, several years. Uh, certainly the last uh, handful where Coach Houston has been the head coach. But prior to that, uh, with other coaches, uh, they have spoke uh, exclusively in the market, the 94-3, the game during football season in week. And uh, that's a proud tradition we've continued here on the Patrick Johnson Show. So uh, that has been uh, going on. And uh, we'll have that for you coming up in just a little bit. Philip, did you know yesterday, I, I believe it was yesterday, make sure I got this right, maybe it was Sunday, was the five-year anniversary of the Patrick Johnson Show. And... Friday was the five-year anniversary of my return back to the station because we did a broadcast from one of the uh, sports stores here in town, like a preseason thing. Yeah, I did not know that. Happy uh, happy anniversary there, Patrick. I didn't realize that. We were, we've been so busy, I totally forgot it. But I'm not a sentimental guy like that. I'm always pressing ahead, pressing ahead. You are. You are. So I am going – hello to you, Philip. How's everything? Is everything good today? I know you've been busy. Is, is everything fine? Everything's great. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, game week is here, and uh, we, you know we knew that yesterday, but we're getting confirmation of that today because we've got the Houston huddle. We got to uh, speak to Coach Houston as well as some players earlier today, and that was wonderful. And uh, it's finally here, baby. Michigan is right around the corner. So a couple of things before we uh, get to the, some of the news of the day, uh, and we will have a pirate report. We're going to hear from some ECU players as well. But uh, the – other thing I wanted to make mention of is, uh, and again, I'm not a sentimental, I'm always what's next kind of person, uh, but uh, I, I want to thank uh, Bram over at Tiebreakers, Bram Anderson. I want to thank uh, the uh, David Horn and uh, Clay Walker and uh, Kendall and everybody with uh, uh, Playfly and the ECU Sports Network, and uh, thank Coach Houston, thank Stephen Igo. Uh, Brian Bailey, Jeremy Lewis, everybody that came by and everybody that was a part of our guy Tree for WNCT, uh, Philip Yu and Ron back in the studios. What an event last night uh, it was for the first Inside Pirate Athletics radio show of the year, not .com. And uh, it was awesome at Tiebreakers. What a venue. What, uh, you know, you almost forget how raucous Tiebreakers is when we've had those kind of events in the past. It's always a lot of fun. So we... uh, are happy to, to be back there doing the coaches show. I'm going to be uh, with them at various parts throughout the year and for most of the year doing that, and it was a lot of fun to, uh, to host that last night. Uh, the crowd was awesome. Thanks to everybody that came out. A lot of people uh, watched it, I guess, on WNCT.com is where they uh, streamed it and posted it. And then uh, did we put it on the IBX Media app, Hilk? Uh, yes, it is on the IBX yeah. Media app. What is it under? Because I have people ask me that, and I, I just told them to go to the app, baby. I'm not sure. I saved it to the uh, little folder where I was told to save it. So okay. I'm going to try and find it and get back to you. And if I can't find out, then we're going to have to ask somebody that's a little higher paid than I am. Okay. 
Well, you're high, high paid, high flying yourself there, all these vacations you take. But uh, let me know where it is. I could look here on the app. And by the way, if you've not downloaded the app, you really should because it is one. I was talking to the great Benny Hardy about this just uh, a little bit ago. It is the easiest app in the world to to navigate, to be honest with you. It really is like the, the easiest uh, na- uh, app to deal with, the easiest app to, uh, to traverse. Uh, it's just a couple of clicks. It's free to download in uh, Google Play or the Apple Store, and there's no pre-roll commercial. You just click on the app, click on your uh, station, and uh, or click on the podcast, and then you're listening to podcasts. Uh, you're watching video from all of our shows. You're watching live video from all our shows. You're streaming our stations live. All so right. that's that's what it is. Yes. All righty. So I, I do have um, confirmation as to where it is. So if you go to – man, I forgot a step already. If you go to podcasts, so you click on podcasts first. Nope, yep, that's yep. wrong. That's wrong. I, I was somewhere – and I thought, ah, I get it. So you got to click on websites. So that little thing that looks like a globe down on the bottom is websites. Then you click okay. on 94.3. And then right okay. as you pull that up, it says the game podcasts. You click on that and you scroll down to the okay. very bottom. We might need to get that one moved up a little higher, but it's all the way at the very bottom of our podcasts. Uh, it says inside Pirate Athletics Coaches Show. Gotcha. Yeah, I see it. So there you go. That's that's pretty good. So you can, or you can just go to ninety four three thegamecom Point is, um, a lot of people uh, enjoyed the show in person, or listening to it, or watching it last night, and I was thrilled to be a part of it. Uh, and thank everybody for their kind words. I just tried to keep the thing flowing. Uh, the stars were Coach uh, Houston for sure, Jeremy Lewis, and great contributions uh, from uh, Brian Bailey and. Uh, also, great to have Bram on and uh, also the uh, the great Stephen Igo. So it was uh, a really good time, and uh, it was uh, a lot of fun last night. Looking forward to Labor Day when we uh, will be doing it uh, again. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, a little bit of breaking news here, Pilk. Uh, it's been reported now multiple places. It's starting to, to kind of come out uh, that Keaton Mitchell has uh, made the, uh, the roster for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the 53-man. So uh, that is that is pretty good, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's see here. Am I finding this? Am I finding this? Am I finding this? Do we have the? Let me see. I'm trying to find the breaking news thing. This is, uh, as you could tell, a buttoned-up uh, operation. Everyone, a little breaking news for you. There we go. Buttoned-up operation. Uh, Keaton Mitchell. Who's re- who reported it initially, Pilk? That. Keaton Mitchell made the 53-man roster. So I saw it from a guy from the Baltimore Sun had reported okay. it, and his name was, sorry, i got to find it here, uh, Brian Wacker of the Baltimore Sun was the first one to Brian report Wacker. It. Yeah. The Wackmeister. All right, there you go. The Wacker himself, Brian Wacker. Uh, Wackety Wack. All right, cool. That is uh, that is amazing. Good stuff there. Uh, no word. We have looked, and I've, I've just reached out to some people, too, there's no official word on Holt Naylor's at this point. Uh, there is an anticipation that he, if he did not make the 53-man, would be on the practice squad, which uh, would make sense and uh, give Holton a little more time in the system uh, there in uh, and, and exposure to pro football as well. 
but we're, we've looked, and uh, right now we're not seeing anything that's come across any of the uh, reporting uh, networks or any of the wires or anything like that, unless you found something in the last few minutes, Bill. Because, no, I haven't, uh, and I think I know why. It's because those dopes on the West Coast heard 4 p.m., and they thought it was you know 4 p.m. their time. <laughs> And no, you know they just Eastern. yeah, but you know people yeah. on the West Coast are weird people. They're a different breed. They don't really understand that. So uh, that's the issue. So hopefully by seven p.m. we will know. Is what I'm hoping. All right. Well, I think it's Eastern, but uh, maybe it's. Per, I think it is, and you think it is, but the people in Seattle clearly don't. People in Seattle have a lot of things that are going uh, going on there, don't they? Um, let's uh, also. Uh, Anything with the Panthers, Pilk, I honestly have not uh, kept up with the Carolinas. I talked to Jim Zoki today. Zoki's going to be with us Thursday on the show, by the way. And we've made an executive decision here at the Patrick Johnson Show. Every Friday we had the um, the great Doug Martin on with us, Coach Martin. And uh, he was excellent. And he is excellent. He's awesome on those, those interviews. Well, we have been... Uh, we, we, we've cleared our time zone, our time frame, our time window at five. We now have moved to six on Fridays. And so we've cleared way for the Logan zone. And I just didn't want to have uh, Doug on and run the risk of not getting the most exposure possible. So we're going to have him on Wednesdays live now on the uh, program. And uh, that'll be taking place tomorrow. We'll talk some ball with Doug Martin. He's actually got some interesting things to say about uh, what is going on uh, from his perspective, with uh, all of this conference realignment and all of those rumors that are kicking around. Uh, Panthers news, anything significant, uh, Pilk? Don't get overly nerdy on us because we're not in Charlotte. So no. give us any any broad strokes here of, or anything surprising. Um, Cam Irving got cut, the offensive okay. lineman. He started nine games yeah. in 2021, played in 11 last year. Uh, other than yeah. that, it's a bunch of guys that you expect to have gotten cut, just you know, undrafted free agents. How many quarterbacks do they do they keep three? I think so. I think I'm not 100 percent sure what Corral's contract is, but you got to think he was the third round pick last year. You're going to pay right. out some so money Matt, if you cut him, right? So Matt Corral, as far as we know, is still on the roster. That to me was kind of the big story. Yeah, as far as Corral I know, would, yeah, as far as we could tell, Corral's been uh, retained by the uh, Panthers, or at least he's not been cut. It's not been reported if he has. Okay. So that's that. Uh, we have had uh, quite the uh, the auspicious start, and we haven't even gotten to Coach Houston yet. We're going to have a pirate report for you next segment. Coach Houston will join us on our Houston huddle near the bottom of the hour. But right now, uh, why don't we play a cut from today's press conference, Bill? This was uh, Coach Houston's opening statement at today's uh, media gathering prior to the game at number 2 Michigan. Hit it. It's great to be back for another uh, season of Pirate football. Obviously, uh, you know, really excited about the opener. Uh, you know, having an opportunity to go up and play uh, in an iconic venue like the Big House in Ann Arbor uh, is going to be a, a great opportunity for our program, for our players and coaches. Uh, Coach Houston there talking about that, and uh, we've also got him. Does he talk about the quarterback uh, situation? He, he alluded to this a little bit last night. Uh, we talked to him about it a little bit this morning. We'll revisit it in the Houston huddle with Henry Hinton and myself coming up later on in this show. But he uh, he was maybe playing a little coy, uh, you know. And look, well, let's hear, let's play the cut. He talks about the quarterback situation. This is Coach Houston from earlier this morning. 
we're going to have 70 guys get on that plane Friday and head to Ann Arbor. And uh, when we take the field on offense, there'll be 11 out there. And that's, it'll be the same way on defense. And I just, I'll tell you, I, the, every year that goes by, you always look and evolve and stuff. And I, I'll tell you, I just, if you ask me to put together a depth chart, I mean, there'd be so many names on there. And I couldn't really tell you, you know, this is a starter and this is not because there may be a guy that might be listed on a depth chart as a two, but he's going to be out there for the first snap. So technically, he's a starter. Um, and I just, you know, we're going to play a lot of guys uh, on both sides of the football. We're going to play a lot of guys on special teams that have critical roles. And so, um, you know, we, we know who's going to take the first snap, and uh, everybody else will find out at 12 whatever the kickoff time is on Saturday. I mean, I think that's, you know, I was talking to somebody today who um, – how to put this, they like to get information and let's just say that. And, uh, uh, they, I, we were just talking about depth chart and all that. And, uh, you know, a lot of coaches now aren't, aren't going about releasing this depth chart in the opening week. Uh, and, and some may not even do it during the course of the season because of that very reason, you've got so many people that are eligible to play. Now, there seems to be, if you really boiled it down and, and thought about it, okay, this makes sense for this person to be here. This makes sense for that person to be uh, where they are. All of that makes total sense. But, you know, the the idea of a depth chart, I think coaches really want to stay away from it because of people getting, you know, uh, boo-boo hurt face over it. Or some guy might just might get all teed off and jump in the portal. I think that's got as much to do with it as anything because you don't want to hear from the family or whoever's repping the player, part of his entourage, and complain. You don't want the play. You don't want to lose the player. So when the when it's in black and white, it's a little different than if you're in the locker room and bought in. I mean, I I, I feel pretty good about it's going to be Mason Garcia, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it were uh, Alex Flynn. It might a little, but I you know, and and we may even see Flynn this game. I mean, Coach Houston mentioned uh, the third quarterback last night on the radio. So, I mean, it's going to be quite interesting to see where this, you know, winds up. But Michigan's doing the same thing. I mean, you can pretty much figure out who Michigan's starting, but they have a ton of guys. I mean, they have seven offensive linemen that could be uh, award winners this year or, or drafted pretty high in the draft. They're all not going to play at the same time unless they make somebody a ju- go to a jumbo package or something. That'd be something on the first series, wouldn't it, Pilk? Just – Put the other two linemen in there as lead blockers in the backfield? I'm down. Seven offensive linemen. little old school, yeah, baby. Just, Three yards in a cloud of dust. That's how football right. was invented. Do it the old school just way, baby. The, just run the wild Wolverine instead of letting uh, McCarthy back there uh, uh, let it fly. That'd be interesting. Okay, uh, we're going to get a break. We'll come back. We'll do our pirate report for you here on this uh, Tuesday, 29th day of August, as we're counting down to uh, kickoff here. On 94.3 The Game, you're home for the ECU Pirates. Also, the PJ Show, Hoist the Colors Radio, noontime uh, every uh, day of the week here on uh, 94.3 The Game. And uh, the Steve Logan Show. If you haven't yet, download the download the IBX Media app. You can not only stream our great programming, but you can screen, stream the pregame show on there. Another season of Pirate Game, uh, game Day Countdown coming up on Saturday. Plus... Uh, you can uh, stream uh, the games, 107.9 WNCT, 94.3 The Game. You can stream their feeds on the brand-new IBX Media app, free for download. 
Google Play and the App Store, commercial free. No pre-roll ads going into the programming. A couple clicks, you're right there. All right, uh, break, come back, and when we return, we'll have uh, more of the Patrick Johnson Show uh, here on 94.3 The Game and the IBX Media app. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Pirate Community Countdown is coming your way on Saturday morning, uh, another year, and uh, we'll have it for Bush Mike, by Bush Mike. And uh, we'll be on the air at 9 a.m. right here on 94.3, the game of the IBX Media app. Join me, uh, Dom Kosalki on the update desk. Phil Ref Pilkington will have uh, a role in the show. We'll be checking in with Igo. I uh, hope we'll get Andrew Bays on. He'll be back on the network this year as the analyst for the road games. Uh, sans the App State game. And uh, we also will have with us in studio another year of the great Terrence Copper, uh, all-time uh, pirate great, pirate legend, has been Byram once upon a time, dubbed him. Uh, Pam Pack, all-time great NFL veteran for a decade, my guy T-Cop, and Joe Sampson will be with us uh, in studio that day as well. So we're going to have a, a, a stacked and loaded house full of uh, great uh, analysis and fun. It'll be a rambunctious uh, good time as we get you ready uh, with uh, the uh, really the the uh, quintessential and the original pregame show uh, for uh, Pirate Nation. Pirate Game Day Countdown fueled by Bush Light. All right, uh, let's get to our uh, cuts. we got a ton of them here. May uh, save a couple for later on in the week, Pilk, if we can't plow through all of them here, but I think we should be able to get through a good majority of this let's go to uh our first cut here and uh, hear from one of uh, the pirate players receiver jalen johnson back for another season talking about being prepared for the michigan game but not making too much of it it's easy to come out there and be nervous or anxious i would say it's a better word but he's got to go out and treat it just like practice i say the way we practice the way um, we go hard in practice, it should always be easier than the game just because if you treat every practice rep like a game rep, the game should be like second nature to you. Jalen Johnson on his versatility as a wide receiver and that being an asset. Um, I think it's very important. I've always tried to pride myself on being versatile. I could play any position on the field, I like to say. So um, going from the slot to the outside is not – any difference. I really don't care where I line up. Wherever coach needs me, like I feel like I can produce at that spot. Uh, more from Jalen Johnson on playing in big stadiums and treating uh, them and this game like any other game. Um, as always, you just hear about historic moments um, there at that stadium. But at the end of the day, it's just another football game once you step inside the white lines and we've got a job to do. So we're trying to complete that mission. So uh, Jalen Johnson, when he was at uh, University of Georgia, uh, you know, they played Michigan. So he talks about what he remembered about that matchup while he was with the Dogs against the Wolverines. I remember they were a real sound team. They played with a lot of discipline. And I just remember our game plan um, at UGA. We just wanted to out-physical them because I remember their O-line got the Joe Moore Award like the week before, and I, our O-line wasn't too happy about that. And I just remember like we wanted to make a statement just with our physicality and prove that we were the most physical team. All right, Jeremy Lewis on finally being able to face uh, another team 
and hit the quarterback. It's definitely exciting, you know what I'm saying? We don't get to, especially for me, because, like, my biggest thing is trying to get to the quarterback and sack the quarterback, but Coach Houston, if you touch his quarterback, he will lose his mind. So, you know, finally being able to, like, get to the quarterback and actually, like, sack him or tackle him or something if, if I get the opportunity. But, like, that's, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. More from Jeremy Lewis, the uh, Greenville native, on how the experience of the defense has grown over the years. You know, last year or two years ago, you know, you maybe couldn't call stuff out, but now we're just calling stuff out left and right, you know, just know what's coming, being more vocal, being able to communicate at a better level. So just just having a lot of experience on the defense side of the ball, I feel like we're, we're very prepared. And uh, Jeremy Lewis talks about how the uh, – uh, he's leading this uh, group of young guys in this program. He's become a vocal leader. Uh, really just trying to lead by example, not only like being a vocal leader, you know, you just got to lead by example. You got to go out there and practice 100% every day, give everything you got, and just hope those guys, you know, buy into the process, buy into the locker room and the tradition, the brotherhood that we have, and, you know, just just follow, the, follow our way. A couple more here from Jeremy Lewis on our Pirate Report here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, he talked about what Michigan's strengths are. Oh, they're just a great team, great locker room. You know, those guys, they, they play together. You know, I, we played a lot of talented teams and played a lot of talented players, but I feel like Michigan, you know, they just play together as a, play together as a team, and it's going to be, you know, a real, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to knock them off. Jeremy Lewis uh, talking about that Michigan offensive line and all of the preseason accolades they're receiving. Almost definitely, you know, uh, I like trying not to, you know, be into the hype, but you always hear, like, if you want to, like, really showcase what you can do at the next level, this would be the game to do it. You know, they supposedly got seven guys that's going to get drafted, but only five of the field at the same at one time. So it's like, it's crazy when you hear those kind of stats. Unless they run the jumbo package, the double jumbo, right, Pilk? They do that, they can put all seven They off. can, they can. I get dudes report eligible, baby. <laughs> um, Let's see here. Uh, I skipped, I believe, the one about limiting your locker room noise, but this is a good time to play it after he talked about the hype that Michigan's front is getting. So uh, play that by Jeremy Lewis, please. Not, not again to the noise, and that's really what we do. We just don't listen to the outside noise. We got to stick to what we do as a program. Stick to our preparation. You know, you can't over prepare. You just got to do what you do. Stick to the script and follow his role. You know, follow his lead, and that's what we do. So you know, just let all that stuff go in one ear, out the other. Don't feed into it. Don't buy into it, and definitely don't do it yourself. Now, there is a guy who is, uh, I would say, uh, a gamer. Uh, Coach Houston's called him uh, as much, and he's uh, got that dog in him, as they say. He is uh, Julius Wood, and he's talking about adapting uh, in the game uh, something that makes CCU a special team. Let's play it from Julius Wood. I mean, just, you know, executing at a high level, communicating with your brothers, and just um, staying focused through the course because it's a four-quarter game, so – you know, every each quarter is, is you all going to uh, have different challenges, you know, and they're going to come out and just uh, change things up on us, you know, whether they see us in different things, whether we see them in different things. So. So Julius Wood also talked about on how advanced the defense is at this point to run, you know, any kind of play or going against any kind of play. Um, we're very advanced uh, with the playbook uh, throughout the summer, throughout the uh, spring and fall. Uh, we've been working. We're executing plays, so uh, I feel like the defense is very comfortable with running any play we call. You know, the communication within the players in the uh, position groups, we're all doing good, so I feel like we can run anything. You know, we have uh, heard a lot and we have uh, uh, talked about a little bit on this show yesterday about 
the national media not really giving ECU a lot of respect. Uh, Julius Wood said uh, he's not buying into any of that uh, bad talk by the media. It really doesn't um, weigh in on me at, at all, you know, because we all do the same uh, summer workouts, winter workouts, you know, spring, uh, fall workouts. So when it's time to uh, see our opponent face-to-face, then that's when we'll see. More for Julius Wood, a couple more here. In fact, uh, let's go to the cut where he talks about preparing for a big game like Michigan all this offseason. I'm very excited. You know, um, first game of the season, you know, you prepare all year. So just when when your opportunity comes around, you know, you got to cherish it and just, uh, just indulge in it and, you know, just take it all in. So more from Julius Wood. He talks about taking everything in before the game and getting all of the jitters out early. Uh, now nah, we haven't done it before. Uh, with it being the biggest stadium, uh, it makes sense to do that, you know, just to get the adrenaline rush out of us. And plus, the, um, plus we uh, go down there the day before, so it just makes sense to do it, you know, and it's the first game. So everybody's energy going to be running high, but, you know, as long as we stay focused and just keep the main thing, the main thing is, is going to be all good. You know, I like the idea, Pilk, that uh, Coach Houston's going to take him to uh, the big house on Friday. Uh, we'll hear him talk a little bit about that coming up in our inside, uh, or rather our Houston Huddle segment uh, in just a little bit. But I, I think that's a wise idea to do that personally. Yeah, I think it is because it's not only the amount of people, but just they've, much of these guys have never seen a place that big. In fact, I think it's the most seats in any arena anywhere. I, I mean, in far, definitely in there's, the United States. There's two, yeah, in the U.S. it is. There's two stadiums overseas. I think one's a cricket venue, actually. It must that, be. That the soccer bigger. stadiums are not that big, so it must be a cricket right. venue. Probably uh, probably like Melbourne Cricket Ground or something, which is a very famous place in Melbourne, obviously, Australia. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's – so I think it makes sense because just the, the sheer – vastness of it so there's six thousand at least uh pirate fans uh heading up there it's going to be a maze out so there'll be gold in the stadium that's the good news right that's one of the positives i'm looking for the positives here pilk as you know hey so, I respect um it. no you got to well you look i think this is a great opportunity i really do it, it's you're playing the number two team in the country it's the highest opponent ranked opponent that ecu's played since the late 80s they did play miami once when they were number one down in florida uh, they've played number two a couple times prior to this. Uh, Miami was one of those number two ranked teams. Highest opponent, highest ranked opponent that they've played since number four. Uh, Cincinnati came here that day after uh, Thanksgiving game or Saturday after Thanksgiving game uh, a couple seasons ago when uh, Cincinnati got into the uh, the college football uh, cabal, the playoff. So, you know, I think that that's, I mean, this is a big deal. You don't get a ton of these opportunities. And I think even though ECU lost that game against Cincinnati, the crowd showed out that day. The Pirates played the Bearcats tough. That was on ABC National Television. It kind of had its own TV window. I think because of that, that was the turning point to what we saw kind of happen last season with the Pirates and, and really has led us to this point where, you know, ECU's played teams. They've, they've opened the last couple seasons with ranked teams. So, I mean, now look, Michigan's amazing. Ton of talent. And, you know, there is a little upheaval with no offensive coordinator, which I think could be a bigger deal than no head coach. But we will see. You know, I think if the game is tight, then that will maybe, especially late, that will play or that could play a role in things. So you just don't ever know. You just don't ever know how it's going to go. But, I mean, they're, look, Michigan's really, really talented. But I think the Pirates are going to play hard until the, to the final whistle. 
and there's a lot to be said about that. All right. Pilk, you ready for a uh, the return of the 94-3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report? I am almost before I uh, after I present you with some bad news that our guy Dan Miller knows more about sports than you and I do because he just texted me and said that cricket stadium that is bigger than the big house is in India. I thought it was. Now, let's let's clear the record here. <laughs> here we go. Let's straighten this out. I didn't say where it was. I That's just said true. it was a cricket stadium overseas. You, the sports nerd that you are, were showing, were showing off and showing out a little bit. And I was impressed because you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. I said I guess. I, I said I would have to guess. Right. But I, I couldn't remember where it was. But I, I remember we looked this up on the morning show a few uh, weeks ago. And, and it was... I just know it was a cricket stadium in in uh, overseas in India. Obviously, makes sense because uh, people are cricket crazy over there in that country of a billion people. So, uh, but it's. I mean, are we talking real sports here? I mean, Dan is a cricket fan. Come on, Philip. Yeah, that's true. Can't have much respect to him if, if the most he knows right. about as a sport is cricket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, They're a sports fan. Dan's a great guy, though. Dan does a great job here. Okay. Says no a lot, but I love him anyway. All right, here is Philip the Rep Pilkington with a 94-3 the game. I tickled myself on that one. A 94-3 the game sports flash update and a pirate report. Uh, we're reinstituting them, and uh, Pilk has it for you right now. Well, thanks, Patrick. And uh, looking here at the 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update and Pirate Report, we'll start with Mike Houston. He spoke to the media earlier today for the first time on game week, and he said the key to this week is just everyone doing their job. You know, one thing we have to be conscientious of, and it's uh, everybody's going to be excited on Saturday. The players are already excited. You know, they're, they're going to be highly motivated, and uh, we've got to focus on, you know, each of us individually, uh, focus on our role, Focus on doing our job, playing our position, playing our part, uh, and not trying to do too much. Moving on to the NFL final, rosters were due by 4 p.m. today. A writer from the Baltimore Sun, Brian Wacker, has reported that Keaton Mitchell has made the Ravens' 53-man roster. And to help confirm that, I guess, Adam Schefter reported that the Ravens did, in fact, cut veteran running back Melvin Gordon. Looking over at the Carolina Panthers, they have placed right guard Austin Corbett on the physically unable to perform list. He injured his ACL in the season finale last year. Him going on this list will mean he will miss at least four games to start the season. And the most notable cut for the Panthers so far is offensive lineman Cam Irving, who has spent the last two seasons in Carolina. In 2021, he started nine games with the team and last season played an 11 as a backup. Another player that was put on the physical unable to perform list is star running back Jonathan Taylor. The Colts put him there as they were unable to trade him prior to 4 p.m. Moving on to Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees have released third baseman Josh Donaldson. After less than two seasons with the team, the three-time All-Star and 2015 American League MVP only played in 165 games with New York, in which a time he could not even hit his weight as the 6'1", 210-pounder batted 207 in his time with the Yankees. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Pirate Report and Sports Flash Update. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with the Houston Huddle on the other side of this timeout. Hi, I'm Marcy Bailey. Sometimes you just don't know if you want to kiss him 
or slap him. Ow! Either way, he'd probably like it. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Okay, uh, welcome back. And uh, every year around this time, we start our Houston Huddle, which is uh, our market-exclusive one-on-one weekly conversation with uh, Coach Houston. Last year, it uh, became part of our morning programming on Talk of the Town, and uh, it returned there this morning. So let's uh, play that interview in its entirety for you right now. The Houston Huddle here on uh, 94.3 The Game, courtesy of uh, TOT with Henry Hinton and myself. It's our Houston huddle back for another year. Coach Houston will be with us uh, every Tuesday morning. Well, most Tuesday mornings when the schedule's a little different when we got a Thursday night game and some of those kind of things. We might uh, may not be able to get him on Tuesday morning, but uh, most weeks he'll be with us here at 8.05. And so Patrick and I'll have a chance to uh, interview Coach. And um, and then, of course, it's live here. And then Patrick will replay it on Tuesday afternoons on his show on 94.3 The Game. We had our first uh, – coaches show the year out at tiebreakers last night coach it was great to see you and your family your boy your boys have gotten huge i hadn't seen them all summer but yeah, they're, uh, gro- they're growing so they're eating us out of house and home too <laughs> we, we had a we had a big crowd out there last night that was fun i, I think tie, the new tiebreakers awesome. format is going to be good I, I think it's a, a fantastic venue and uh it's great to see you know pirate nation back and uh you know, the, the place was packed, had great energy. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, a really special place for the coaches show. Well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the season. We've got a big one coming up on Saturday, a national, uh, uh, number two team in the country. We've got uh, Michigan up there at the big house. And of course, uh, you know, you're starting a, a new year here. And, and, you know, when you came here, you said you were going to get East Carolina football back to prominence and get us back to bowl games. And uh, we've had two bowl seasons in a row. And uh, this season, of course, uh, you got a lot of changes. You're going to have a lot of new faces out there. So tell us how you feel about how things are going right now. Well, you know, we, we do have a lot of new faces. But, uh, you know, this is uh, a lot of guys waiting their turn. Uh, and, you know, the vast majority of the new faces have been in the program and, uh, you know, been, been working towards this day. And so, uh, you know, you had some – some some leave that you weren't ready for them to leave yet, but that's uh, that's the way things go, and uh, we're excited for them and what they're doing. Uh, you know, with the NFL, with you know a couple of the guys, and uh, but uh, you know we're excited about the group we got here. And yeah, they, I don't know if they get any bigger for an opening game than this one. I mean, you're playing in an iconic uh, setting in the Big House in Ann Arbor. Uh, you know, playing in front of you know the largest crowd that you'll ever play in front of. And, uh, and and playing what is arguably the most talented team in the country uh, preseason. So uh, great opportunity, uh, you know, challenging task, but, uh, you know, a great uh, platform for our kids to go out and, uh, you know, show everything they've been working on. We've had a, we've had a great preseason camp and really liked the way we finished it. Uh, the, the players are very excited for this week. Uh, I expect us to be a highly motivated bunch this afternoon when we meet and go out for practice. You know, it's, it, 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 you, you talk about it being big. This is a huge opportunity. And, of course, uh, you'll go in there as a big underdog. Nobody's really expecting East Carolina to win. Uh, I, and I, I guess, you know, you don't ever go into a game with the expectation of not to win. But uh, what are your goals for this game? What are your thoughts about what you're hoping to accomplish on Saturday? Well, you know, the big thing I told the players uh, when we started focusing on Michigan 
Uh, and it was very similar to what you know I told them last year before our opener last year. You know, we were a, a two-score underdog last year uh, in the opener. So it's, you know, um, external expectations can never dictate our, our performance. Uh, you know, what people think uh, and what people say, uh, you know, really carries no weight. You know, what, what we do on the field depends on us. Uh, and, yeah, we, we're playing a challenging opponent, but that's okay. I mean, we're going to play a lot of challenging opponents this year. You know, we we, we got to control what we can control. And so the big things I'm wanting to achieve on Saturday is I want us to go and take, you know, what I've seen in the, the scrimmages and, the, and on the practice field, go and take that to the game. Uh, and my, my, my big things for the players Sunday as we really got into game week was really focusing on, you know, doing your job, playing your position, play within the scheme, play within the system, play together. Don't try to do too much. You know, don't get yourself so hyped up that you try to go out and do something that's not within the realm of what, you know, you're coached to do or what you're, you're supposed to do uh, within the scheme. Because when I look at films from last year, you know, that's where some teams let let games get away from them against Michigan because Michigan, this is a veteran team. You know, these guys have been, you know, they, they've been playing for a while. They've got eight of 11 starters back on on defense. They've got, you know, all those skill kids on offense. They've got, a you know, one of the best offensive lines in the country. They make a living off of capitalizing on opponents' mistakes. And so, you know, you, you see those games that got away from a couple of those teams. It's because they start doing things that they're just – you're outside of what you need to be doing fundamentally in the, in the setting. And so I think that's the big thing for us is just going up there and playing, playing ball the way we play ball. Coach Mike Houston is with us here. He'll be with us every morning on uh, Talk of the Town on Tuesdays during the football season. And every Tuesday afternoon, we'll have it for you on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Coach, uh, a lot has been made, and I think for this uh, audience uh, here in the morning – it would be uh, a cool story to hear. Uh, we did discuss it last night, and you've discussed it before. Uh, everybody's familiar with the movie Hoosiers. This isn't quite what you have in mind like that, where you go and, and measure the lane and measure the uh, height of uh, the basketball when they go to the Hinkle Fieldhouse, the, the little team from uh, Indiana. But uh, I do think it's a, a wise decision to take the team to the big house when you all arrive Friday just so everybody could get their bearings of, of what they're going into because it's just so vast with its seating. So if you would, just let the audience know a little bit about the, the rationale for that and what you have planned Friday. Well, it's just, you know, it's it's, thing, it's something I've done in the past. It's anytime that we're playing in a setting that's um, just a little bit foreign to us, you know, a, 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 bigger, a bigger setting, uh, a different stadium, uh, an obscure locker room set up, Anytime we're we're playing a situation where it's going to be something that you need to kind of navigate uh, before you know getting accustomed on game day, I try to take the team the day before, and so we'll just we'll, when we land in Michigan, we'll go to the stadium, uh, see the locker room, you know the the tunnel. We share we'll share a tunnel on Saturday with Michigan. Uh, it's not ideal, uh, you know. There, there have been issues that are well documented, you know, and taking the field and stuff like that. So we're going to, you know, go through that kind of stuff. And then I do think it's important that they see, yeah, it does seat 110,000, and it's a massive stadium, and it's it's big. Uh, 
But at the end of the day, you know, we're playing on a 120-yard field, 100 yards and two 10-yard end zones. And it's the same width as Daddy Ficklin. So it's, the playing surface is no different. So we just got a few more people watching us. And so we'll just kind of check that box and, and get that out of our system on Friday. And that way, game day, you know, game day is going to be quick with a 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, and that way, right. game day is game day, and they're you know they're dialed in when they get there, and it's not they're not in awe when they see the the, the size of the stadium. Could you talk a little bit about that, coach? As far as when you have a noon kick on the road, I would think in some respects it may be a little more ideal than if the kick were at eight o'clock at night. Well, I mean, you get up and go now. I mean, you know, wake ups at yeah. like six six something in the morning, you know, for the kids, and then you know we're eating we're eating pregame meal at eight a.m. So, uh, you know, it's a fast morning because you get up and, and you, you meet a little bit and you, you walk through, you have pregame meal. And then, you know, after pregame meal, they go grab their stuff and we're getting on the bus, you know, around 9 a.m. So uh, it's a fast morning, which means we've got to be ready to play on Friday. Uh, you don't have time to get ready to play on Saturday. You know, if you have a night kickoff, you know, you kind of slow the juices down and you really start gearing up throughout the day on Saturday. But with with a noon kickoff, you got to be ready to play when you go to bed Friday night. Coach Mike Houston's with us. Our Houston huddle every Tuesday morning here during the season. Coach, uh, let's talk about the quarterback situation. Have you named a starter for Saturday? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, going to be going to be the guy we've been waiting to see for a long time, Mason Garcia. Well, I don't know. You'll find out at twelve o'clock Saturday. Oh, you mean you've named him, but you haven't. You're not going to yeah, name him we for know, us. We know. We know. We know who's going to play. I don't. I don't. I don't have to tell anybody for twelve o'clock Saturday. When I said so. named, I mean, did you name him publicly? You have not named him publicly. No. Yeah, you didn't ask me if I named him publicly. <laughs> yeah. so well, we got we got seven we got seventy guys going with us on the plane Friday, and uh, there'll be eleven of them on the field at a time. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you know, I've heard that Mason had a really good last uh, uh, last scrimmage, but you, you've said you said yeah. throughout spring uh, ball that and and through the fall camp that this has been uh, there have been challenges at nearly every position, including quarterback. No doubt. You know, I, Mason has been the last two weeks in particular. Uh, he has been extremely sharp. And uh, he, he looked really, really good uh, in our second scrimmage uh, and has continued that since then. And, but and Alex had a great second scrimmage also and has played very well during the preseason. Uh, and I'll be honest, Raheem Jeter has been very good during the preseason. Now, he's not ready to be you know, the full-year starter yet. But you know, we feel really good about our quarterback room, and, uh, and we're excited about him. Uh, you know, I, I, I think you'll probably see both Mason and Alex uh, throughout the year this year, uh, you know, there, there will be a starter. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's and, – and we have 100% complete confidence in both of them. But, uh, you know, it's – and that kind of goes back to the whole thing that I was talking about a while ago with our players. I just want those guys, just like any other position, to go up there and just take practice to the field. And as much as they can, kind of block out everything around them. And I've talked to them. I've, you delete social media. I don't want you talking to a bunch of people this week. You got to limit the noise. You know, you got to focus on just being you throughout the week. Uh, but if you know if they, if they can do that on Saturday, uh, now we've got some weapons, you know, around them on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, that, that that's really what you want to see from those guys Saturday. 
Do you think it matters that Jim Harbaugh is going to not be on the sideline? Now we find out the uh, offensive coordinator, Sharon Moore, has also been suspended for this game. you think that matters? You know, they're going to coach all week. So, you know, it just kind of depends on how the game goes. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to matter in the first half. Uh, I think they'll have a – you know, they've got a, an experienced play caller – that's uh, that's been with them. That's going to be the offensive coordinator Saturday, uh, and you know he's he's done it before. We've faced him before. Um, it, so you know he'll they'll give they'll give him kind of the script and kind of this is what we want to you know try to attack them with and stuff like that. Um, I, I think if if there's if if we get them in a situation where there's adjustments that they've got to make, you know, we're more successful with something or we're, 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 you know, there's something they haven't seen and there's a lot of adjustments. Um, you know, you could see some issues then, but I don't, I don't really anticipate seeing a whole lot of a different Michigan, uh, game plan than what we saw on film from last year. There's just too many, too many pieces returning that were highly successful last year. Coach Houston, uh, I'm gonna give you a chance to bang a drum here a little bit. Uh, Obviously, uh, there's a major hurricane bearing down on Florida that's going to impact yep. the weather in the east. Uh, yeah. and, and, it, and it's going to impact your practice, I'm sure, Wednesday and possibly Thursday. Yeah. Uh, boy, it'd be nice to have that indoor facility, but uh, obviously you have to make adjustments for that this week. Well, and, and what adjustments can you make? I mean, I can't create a space indoors that's big enough to take a football team and go practice. Um I just, you can't, I mean, you can, you know, volleyball and basketball can, you know, give us some court time in there when they're not using it, but you know, you got class schedules and how much court time can you get? And, you know, you can't play a football game in a basketball gym and, you know, there's just, there's no place to go. And so, um, I hope that we don't lose, you know, two highly important practices, you know, right before, uh, game day, but, you know, I, I don't really have any control over that, and that's why uh, I just continue to say we have to get this building built, and, and it's not for Mike Houston, or it's for East Carolina University and East Carolina football. We have to get this building built because every every year that we go by and it's not built, uh, you know, we're just we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Coach Mike Houston, Coach, we'll leave it there. we got a hard stop um, in a minute, so I don't want to uh, go over our time. We will uh, experience the wrath of Malcolm Gray, the uh, media. <laughs> and we don't, nobody wants that. Malcolm was out there with us last night. Hey, thanks for the time. We're excited about having you back Absolutely. on uh, this year. Uh, I'll be up there. You'll probably hear me cheering from the 94th <laughs> row. Absolutely. Hey, I think we got about, I think we got about 6,000 Pirates going, so uh... – it's just it'll That's be great. exciting and uh, just just like always appreciate you guys appreciate your family Henry and uh, you know excited for another year of pirate football go pirate okay good stuff our Houston huddle coach Houston with us so thanks to Mike Houston will be with us every Tuesday during the football season and that will include uh, Tuesday mornings on the talk of the town program thanks to Philip the ref Pilkington Joe Sampson for their efforts today. Uh, we'll have uh, comp Coach Houston Media Day for tomorrow on our Pirate Report. Uh, also, we'll have uh, with us tomorrow Doug Martin. We're going to move him to Wednesday, so you'll be able to hear uh, his analysis and thoughts of games played and games coming up the weekend ahead, in this case, the weekend ahead. So it'll be great to have Doug Martin with us uh, there. 
Uh, back in the morning on Talk of the Town, 7 a.m., 103.7, 96.3, and then back here tomorrow, 5 o'clock, midweek edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Looking forward to it. You have a great evening, everybody. <laughs>